0: Hello, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. So you told me that you have a story to tell about your your young lady, your Amira.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Amira. So everybody knows I've been trying to get a job. Trying to get a job, you know, yep, make employment. money, survive. And so I was on the phone yesterday doing a phone interview for just, like, a little gig thing. Not really important. But, um, I'm on the phone with this guy, and my cat jumps into my lap and just hits my phone, like, hits my arm I don't, I don't like his vibe. (laughs) Bap. Like, she just, like, headbutted my, like, elbow so hard that my arm, like, flew away from my face with my phone in it. And I'm like... (gasps) Why? You didn't like his vibe. Vibe check. Yeah, I I was just I need this job to feed you. Do you want to keep eating your Tiki Cat? Amira, <laughs> do you want your Tiki Cat wet food or not? Because this is how you lose Tiki Cat wet food cuz I can't afford it. Oh my god. <gasps> well, we, we
0: I have a pet update in our family as well. Oh. So, uh uh we have 3 labs as everyone knows. And Boomer, mm-hmm. the oldest, the eldest, uh, he is officially super retired, and we brought him inside oh. today. So he's- He he's has gonna... served his
1: household well, and yeah. he can retire now.
0: He's back in- he, he used to live out in the shed with the other dogs, which is a heated, like, it's like basically a barn, and it's all three dogs yeah. live out there. But now Boomer, he's now uh, living- inside again in the elders den yeah in the elders den basically my dad <laughs> the gave elders him, den. my dad gave him a bath aka a shower <laughs> um because yep he knew just like his long old limbs wouldn't be able to get in their actual bath um Aww. and it just it would be too convex so um and he went around um ate everything off the floor he could find Um, his, his, uh, technique was to go, if he didn't like it, uh, he would cough at it. Good technique. Solid. Yeah. Uh, we had to put the cat food up on the table, which will be a trip because Jinx, like, uh, pushes all her cat food out of the bowl. We even have, like, the special, like, uh, non-whisker, like, touching cat bowl for her and she still pushes (laughs) it all out of the bowl. Um, Cool, cool,
1: cool. Good she's technique
0: been, also. Yeah, she's been kind of sequestered in the office, which is her, like, sleep spot um, with all her treats. And she doesn't know yet what's happened. <laughs> but she... She has to share her elder's den. Yeah, I mean, she was in the house, because uh, Boomer used to be in the house. Uh, he just had to be moved down the shed, because with two dogs at the time, it was too much for my mom's asthma. But one dog yeah. is okay. Um, mm-hmm. And since he's just, he's kind of at that point in his life where he just Mm wants, my dad wants me to have a more comfortable time. So, and yeah, so it was, that that was our excitement. uh, Dog baths and uh, cat smacks. What a, what a way to start the podcast. Oh, hey, should we mention? Oh, right. Yeah. So if you guys are listening to this um, on this Wednesday, there's actually going to be another episode up. It's... Well, I was gonna say it's our one hundredth episode right now. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and
1: <laughs> it's there's... our one hundredth episode. Ah! It, uh,
0: yeah. So not counting any of the bonus episodes, <laughs> this is our hundredth actual Warrior Warrior Cats. What is that episode? I can't believe yeah. it. Yeah, we did it. Good job, us. Yay! Whoa. Um. So yeah, but as I was saying, our bo- we are we're gonna have this episode, our regular episode, and our bonus episode up. So, uh, whichever one you see first. G- g- I guess finish listening to this one, but also go listen to that one.
1: <laughs> I think I'd recommend listening to this one first. Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever- we're going to gain some new knowledge here. Sure. Whatever floats your boat. Yeah, but yeah, it's not going to be a big deal. Yeah. They're both there. Yeah. Enjoy. Thanks. Yeah, 100. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Because I'm Emberheart. And I'm Tangled Tongue. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? <laughs> Yep. He is, he's a boy. A nice young man. Yep. A respectable little man. Just just a nice guy. It's been a few days since Sorreltail's warrior ceremony, and already the leaves have begun to turn gold. So it's getting a little chilly. What do they call fall? Uh, leaf fall. <laughs> oh, okay. You know? Oh. No. Straight yeah. Okay. Brambleclaw is out with the Dawn Patrol. Thornclaw, who they actually acknowledge is Brightheart's brother for once. Nice. They actually acknowledge that. They actually yeah, say guys. Brightheart's brother. And that makes me really happy. Because you know. We love that. We love that uh, yeah. sibling relationship acknowledgement for once. Yeah, it'll never happen again. But yeah. <laughs> it's great. Um, so Thornclaw's in the lead. And he tells Brambleclaw and Ashfur, who are with him, that Firestar wants them to check on Snake Rocks and to watch for adders. I like I like
0: that adders. You don't like Snake Rocks. I don't like Snake Rocks, oh. and I want it to just be a bunch
1: of mini adder fangs. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of like tiny little like like those like those little fuzzy worms on the invisible strings, except it's all adder fangs, but worm shaped. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Are you talking about, like, those little bear, like, microbes? No, I'm talking about those, uh, like, little fuzzy worm toys.
0: Oh! I thought you were talking about tardigrades. No, no. Worm toys. Water bears. I thought you were talking about water bears. No. You mean worm on a string? It's just worm on a string. Yes, worm okay. on a string. Wow. There's a bunch of
1: worms on strings, but they look like fang. I love it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So they hadn't gone far when Brambleclaw hears faint noises behind them. Come out, Squirrelpaw, he says. And there's a moment of silence before she came out into the open, green eyes glaring in defiance. Thornclaw comes back and asks what's going on, and Ash is behind him. Brambleclaw says she must have followed them from camp. (laughs) Nice job. How did he realize she was following? Did she break something? Yeah, he heard some rustling behind
0: them. Oh, and he just knew, of course, only one- But probably
1: smelled her, too. They have really good nose. That's what cats do. Yeah. Well, Squirrelpaw tells him to not talk about her as if she's not here. Brambleclaw says she shouldn't be here. Thornclaw tells them to stop bickering. They aren't kits anymore. He asks Squirrelpaw what she's doing. Did someone send her with a message? Brambleclaw can't resist pointing out that she wouldn't have been skulking in the bracken if somebody had sent her. Yeah, I have a message. I'm gonna beat you up, Brambleclaw. Let's do this. Squirrelpaw shoots him a resentful glance and says no, no one did. She just wanted to come with them. She hasn't been out on patrol in ages. Thornclaw says she wasn't told to come on this one. Does Dustpelt know she's out here? No, he's too busy being a dad. Well, yeah, Squirrelpaw's like, no, he promised training last night, but he's been spending all day in the nursery. Ashford says not since the kit's eyes have opened. She might be in trouble if Dustpelt goes looking for her. Thornclaw decides that she should go back to camp right away. Anger flares up in Squirrelpaw, and she stands nose-to-nose nose with Thornclaw. You're not my mentor, she tells him, so don't order me around. I am Thornclaw- I am your elder! <laughs> I can just
0: see him being like- Aah!
1: Thornclaw lets out a very patient sigh, <laughs> Brambleclaw admires his self-control. <laughs> I- I- wait, okay, I'm trying to remember- I don't remember a lot about
0: Thornclaw from the previous books.
1: Thornclaw was the first warrior, or the first apprentice that Firestar ever made a warrior. Okay. So he was made a warrior at the beginning of the sixth book. So he's um, like, he's probably like in his late 30s. No, he's not that old yet. Mid no, 30s? No, I think late 20s. No. Oh.
0: I have no idea. The age is really. Like, I don't know. Me. It's
1: all really subjective.
0: Okay. He's a respectful late 20s, 30s. So he, he's learned to, he's like... He's definitely, like... He understands middle schoolers are going to middle school. Or I should say high schoolers <laughs> are going to high school because she's 15 yeah. so that's high school.
1: I wouldn't say he's, like, a senior warrior yet. Yeah, but he's but a... He's, he's, you know, definitely... He's met kids and he's
0: met teens and he's been a teen and if you go through teenage dumb and don't come out, like very patient towards teenagers uh try it again go through teenage dumb again when you're uh, in your 20s or 30s like i am but that's part of just being gay so
1: squirrel paw seems to realize that she might have gone too far there and apologizes nice please can i come this i'm
0: sorry fine now Um. i'm really wrapped up in Thornclaw. does thornclaw have a mate ever
1: yeah, but I don't really like Okay, Thornclaw's it. gay. It's, uh, com- it's
0: co- compulsive <laughs> okay. heterosexuality. I've decided. Thornclaw's yep. gay.
1: Okay, sounds good. Thornclaw says, fine. But don't blame him if Dustpelt turns her to crow food when they get back. Squirrelpaw skips in excitement and thanks him. And Thornclaw orders that they are patrolling quietly so he doesn't want to hear another squeak out of her unless there's something important. I love that
0: Despelt's character went from, like, lackey to the bully to, uh, is totally, uh, like, a hardball, but the softest ever dad. Like, yes, everyone will is, respect is him. He is tough and firm, but when he's around his little babies, he can't help but love and them. And his beautiful, loving wife. Yeah, like, yeah, I- Honestly, wife. I that is the best, like- kind of jerky kid growing up to being a mature and respected dude who also loves his, mm. his wife and loves his kids. He's so good. I, I love Dustpelt. I really do. And honestly, I think Dust his well- relationship with uh, Sandstorm helped him become that. Because Sandstorm was like... I think, I think so. Sandstorm was basically like, respect your woman, Juice. And he's like, I do. Does that mean you like me? And she's like, no. And he's like, oh my god. This is going to fundamentally change me.
1: (laughs) The Squirrelpaw nods and the patrol continues on. And now that she's gotten her way, she was behaving very sensibly, walking quietly and staying alert. At Snake Rocks, Brambleclaw stares at the hole at the foot of them. That's where the dogs had been. And he remembers how his own father had tried to set them on the entire clan for revenge. Mm-hmm. Squirrelpaw notices his expression mm. and asks if he's scared of adders. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Brambleclaw says you
0: should be too. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely uh scared of snakes. Not the overwhelming uh fear that my father's like legacy will uh,
1: overshadow me. But also, they're poisonous snakes, so you should be afraid of them. Yeah, like if they bite a cat, there's basically no saving them. <sighs> like you're dead. So yeah, so like. Be afraid of them. Be reasonably afraid of them. It's called sensibility. Squirrelpaw bounds forward only for Thornclaw to tell her to stop. Hasn't Dustpelt taught her not to go dashing in before they know what's there? Squirrelpaw looks embarrassed and answers, of course he has. Thornclaw tells her that she should act like she's listened to him once or twice. (laughs) And he quizzes Squirrelpaw on the sense around her. And everything seems normal until she smells something unfamiliar and horrible. Badger, Brambleclaw meowed. (sighs) Thornclaw says it must have moved into the cave where the dogs were. Ashford groans, just their luck. Squirrelpaw asks what badgers are like. Are they a problem? Are they ever, Brambleclaw growled. They're big, they're mean, and they don't give a crap. Well, yeah, they'll kill you as soon as look at you. Ashford peeks in and says he doesn't think it's home, but then Brambleclaw smells it behind them. Ooh! oh, oh! Look out! He yowled. He had never been this close to a badger before. He dashes into the clearing. Squirrelpaw, run! Ashford dove into the undergrowth, and Thornclaw bounded to the safety of the trees. I hate the fact Squirrel that like.
0: This is a very intense moment and um, I'm really showing showing my millennial age here but all in my head right now is playing is that song that's like badger 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 mushroom mushroom badger 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 badger, badger, oh mushroom, badger, badger mushroom mushroom like back when that was like all we had for forms of entertainment was uh newgrounds <laughs> of videos and you're just like ha, ha, ha. and then you went and watched Lemon Demon and <laughs> you're like wow nothing's better than this Oh, the ultimate showdown! Has there been a recreation of the ultimate showdown of Ultimate Destiny for the Warriors? Because like, that'd be so. Probably find it cool. (laughs) We could look later. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. I just I know that badgers are very scary, um. But also, all all I can think about is that song, and all the early like two thousands badger memes. There were a lot of memes about badgers.
1: Maybe it's because of Hufflepuff. Uh, the Badgers, uh, Wisconsin's
0: football team. Yeah, but a much more like influential element of like the 2000s was Harry Potter and Hufflepuff's animal is a badger. So, eh, nobody really care for Hufflepuff. Yeah, but that's like why we don't anymore either. (laughs) But that's why it's like so like popular, because like there's a lot of people who are Hufflepuffs.
1: No. I don't know. Well, Squirrelpaw stayed where she was. Eyes fixed on the badger. Thornclaw calls for her. This way. But she still hesitated. Brambleclaw just barreled into her. And He's like, alright, well, I, I, I gave runs. you a
0: suggestion, but actually, uh, it's actually not a suggestion. It's actually just an order. No.
1: <laughs> I like to think... Basically football tackling her into yeah. the trees. He's like, hey, come on, come on! And, and she's like panicked, so he's like, alright, well, this is how we're doing it. Well, her eyes meet his for a heartbeat, blazing with fear and excitement, <laughs> and she launches herself into the nearest tree, and Brambleclaw climbs up next to her. Badgers, cl- Badgers can definitely climb trees. Scrollpaw asks breathlessly if it would eat them, as they watch the badder- badger lumbering around below. Brimbleclaw says, no, they aren't prey to badgers. It'll kill you just for getting in its way. And he asked her why she didn't run. Squirrelpaw says she's never seen a badger before, and she wanted to. Duspel had told her that they should get all the experience they can. <laughs> she's
0: like, mm, wanted to see it. So badgers can climb trees, but they 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 are better swimmers and diggers cuz like but it's also yeah. the african badger that more commonly climbs trees cuz they are trying to get honey. So yeah,
1: this is definitely it. I don't I guess think whatever one lives in England. Yeah,
0: it probably I from what I'm looking at, I don't think they'll do it unless it's motivated for food, and I imagine right now it's yeah. kind of like get out of my house. Go. Yeah, badgers don't eat cats. Yeah. I don't but want like cats. if it bites them, I imagine if it if they weren't fleeing it would attack, because it's defensive.
1: Yeah. The badger gives up the search for the cats and goes into the cave. Thornclaw came down from the tree and says that was closer than he'd like. Ashfur asks if he thinks it's the same badger that killed Willowpelt last leaf bear. Okay. Remember when Willowpelt died? I thought it was a dog. What? Willowpelt? No, that was Brindleface. Willowpelt was killed by a badger at the beginning of Firestar's quest, which was in Greenleaf, but remember, this was written first, like, years before.
0: I forgot, did you so go? I'm mad. i mad. I had to take a walk. Oh. Because I got mad, okay, so I okay. forgot, forgot Willowpelt died.
1: Yeah. Her beautiful- Well, Thornclaw says, maybe, and Brambleclaw feels a pang. Willowpelt wasn't able to see her kits become warriors. And her last kit did just become a warrior a few days ago. Really just, they're like, here. Let's pour some salt in that wound, buddy. How you feeling? Bad. Squirrelpelt asks what they're going to do about it. They could go in and kill it. There are four of them and only one badger. How hard could it be? (laughs) Hmm. Thornclaw closes his eyes for a moment, probably <laughs> silently praying for Clan to give him strength he's and patience. Like, he's like,
0: uh, I remember, remember your meditations, center yourself.
1: <laughs> then he responds, You never go into a badger's den. They'll attack right away. There isn't enough room to maneuver, and you can't see what you're doing. But... No. We'll head back to camp and report it. Firestar will decide what to do.
0: The best thing I ever learned from a geologist named Bob was never go into a cave that you don't know. Mm -hmm. And even though it's very tempting, I've always followed that (laughs) rule. Because whenever you see a cave, it's like, oh my god. But unless you know it, don't go in it.
1: Yeah. Well, Thornclaw sets off back to camp and Ashford follows. Squirrelpaw pauses at the edge of the clearing. We could have dealt with it, she grumbled. I could have lured it out, and then... Brampleclaw interrupts. And then it would have killed her with one swipe of its paw, and they would still have to go back and report it. (laughs) What would they have said? Sorry, Firestar, but we accidentally let a badger kill your (laughs) dog. He'd have their fur off. (laughs)
0: Honestly, though, I feel like Firestar would be like, well, that sounds about right. (laughs) sounds like my daughter (laughs) let me guess she just went in there my girl
1: well badgers are bad news and that's that squirrel says that they wouldn't catch firestar leaving a badger in thunderclan territory then she dashed off after the patrol well uh,
0: fun fact he's like he's like foxes into the territory he's like yeah, like, he has. Uh-
1: <laughs> he let Willow Pelts go. Like, he sent Mousefur and Cloudtail out to track it, but, like, they didn't find it. Yeah. Well, great Star Clan, Brambleclaw murmured and then followed. <laughs> Back in camp, the first cat Brambleclaw sees is Dustpelt. He's pacing <laughs> outside the Apprentice's den. Tail lashing, oh spider paw and white paw are watching him apprehensively. Dad's angry. Yeah. As soon as he spots Squirrelpaw, he marches over to her. Uh oh, squirrel paw mutters. <laughs> um. Well, Uh-oh. dustpelt asks, his voice icy. Brambleclaw winces, knowing how short-tempered he could be. The only cat who had never felt the rough side of his tongue was Ferncloud, his beautiful wife. Of course! She doesn't-
0: she deserves only kisses, butterfly kisses, butterfly kisses, uh, uh, nose nuzzles, and love.
1: Yes. Yes. What have you to say for yourself? he prompts. Uh... Squirrelpaw meets his glare bravely, but there's a quaver in her voice. I went on patrol, she tells him. Oh, <laughs> on patrol. <laughs> I see. Oh! The cat ordered you to go. Oh! Firestar? Mm. <laughs> That's an interesting <laughs> patrol.
0: Oh. Did StarClan tell you to do it? Oh,
1: Squirrelpaw says, no, no cat ordered it, but she just thought like a good no. idea. Dustbelt interrupts. You didn't think. He had said that they would train today, that's what he had told her. And Mousefur and Brackenfur have already taken their apprentices to the training hollow to work on fighting moves. They could have gone with them, but she wasn't here. Doesn't she realize that every cat has been searching the camp for her? Mm. Squirrelpaw shuffles her paws and shakes her head. Womp womp. Firepaw, uh, Firestar took out a patrol to find her. Did they see him? Uh, Squirrelpaw shakes her head. Dustbelt tells her that the clan leader has better things to do than chasing after apprentices who don't do as they're told. Squirrelpaw suggests that they could still go train. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh no, Dustpelt says. No more training for her until she learns what being an apprentice really means. She's going to spend the rest of the day looking after the elders. She can go get mouse bile from Cinderpelt for their ticks. Oh yuck, Squirrel <laughs> says, eyes wide with dismay. She looks at Dustpelt for a moment longer, as if she couldn't believe he meant it. Then went to the elders' den. Thornclaw fills in Dustpelt on the badger they saw. And Brambleclaw catches up with Squirrelpaw. What do you want, she spat. Brambleclaw tells her not to be angry. And he feels kind of sorry for her, even though she deserved this punishment. He offers to help her with the elders. She opens her mouth to say something rude, but then thinks better of it. Okay, thanks, she says ungraciously. Brambleclaw tells her to go get the mouse bile while he's started on the bedding. Squirrelpaw asks if he's sure he wouldn't rather gather the mouse vial. No, Brambleclaw says, I wouldn't, (laughs) and Dustpelt told her specifically to do that, and he will check. Squirrelpaw shrugged, no harm trying, (laughs) and heads towards the medicine den. Brambleclaw goes to the elder's den, and he can still smell a trace of the fire that swept through camp when he was a kit. But the grass had grown up again, making it a comfortable home for the aging clan cats. He sees Dappletail, which he notes as the oldest Thunder Clan cat, sleeping. Although, this was written before Blue Star's Prophecy, but in Blue Star's Prophecy, Speckletail is actually older, because she was a warrior when Dappletail was an apprentice. Yes. But, you know. Frostfur, still a beautiful white queen. Is playing with a beetle. <laughs> which I love. this is so, so funny. <laughs> Speckletail and Longtail are crouched together, and it looked like they were gossiping. Of course, they are. Longtail greets him and asks what they can do for him. Rebelclaw explains that he's helping Squirrelpaw. Speckletail laughs. The whole clan was looking for her, but she knew she'd just gone off by herself. <laughs> Squirrelpaw comes in, holding a stick with moss soaked in bile. All right, she says. Who's got ticks? Brambleclaw's like, you're supposed to look for them. (laughs) Squirrelpaw glares at her. (gasps) At least she's
0: enthusiastic. All right, who's got them? Like rubbing her paws together.
1: I got got the
0: solution, (laughs) ladies. Line up.
1: Well, Frostfra says she's sure she has one on her shoulder where she can't reach and Squirrelpaw parts the fur and finds it, applying the mouse bile until it fell off. Speckletail tells her not to worry. Her father was punished many times when he was an apprentice. Even after he became a warrior, she said. She never knew a cat for getting into so much trouble, but look at him now. Squirrelpaw turns to her, eyes sparkling, begging for a tail. Speckletail settles in and starts to tell her about the time Firestar and Graystripe were caught feeding RiverClan with ThunderClan prey. Ugh, so long ago, book two. Brambleclaw had heard this story, so he busies himself with the bedding. Out in the clearing, Firestar is returning with Sandstorm and Cloudtail. Firestar is saying, thanks StarClan, Squirrelpaw is safe. One of these days she'll get into real trouble. Sandstorm growls that she's in real trouble now. Just wait till she gets her paws on her. (laughs) But Thornclaw assures her that Dustpelt already did. Ugh, what beautiful- That's such a good mentor-mom pairing. (laughs) They're like like separating them. You are not safe, Squirrelpaw. Honestly,
0: it does take that- it takes a village. It it actually takes a whole village just to handle Squirrelpaw. Um,
1: Yes, it really does. Well, Thornclaw assures her Dustpelt already did, then tells them about the badger. Cloudtail says he hopes it's the one that killed Willowpelt. He'd give anything to get his claws into that brute. Firestar says he'll do nothing of the sort. He doesn't want to lose any more cats. They'll keep an eye on it, and with any luck, it'll move on before leaf bear. And hedgehogs may fly, Cloudtail snorts. Badgers and cats don't mix, and that's the end of it. Are we about to, like, befriend a badger? (laughs) Would you hit me with a cat bag? Sure! No, we don't mix with badgers. Okay. Blech.
0: Well, it's just like, it feels like a setup for, like, a, a coming-of-age story. Like, we don't we don't dance in this town, and then we learn to dance. We're gonna raise a badger. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um oh. the squirrel paw's gonna come home with a baby badger. <laughs> Somehow, for some
0: reason. She's like, I found it. And they're like, she went in the cave. And she's like, I'm- I'm gonna be a mom. I have went in the cave. <laughs> okay. So- Once again, folks, we're going to continue on with our cat fact, uh, cat folk, cat in cats and fiction, uh, fictional cat races. Uh, I'm going to start with our disclaimer again. uh, This one specifically, a lot of these were written by cisgender white dudes uh, and have elements that are inherently racist and xenophobic and problematic. Uh, Don't take it as us endorsing any of that. Uh, And me and Maureen are totally fans of taking fiction and making it your own. Um, and, uh, I'm not an expert on any of these things, I've researched them to the best of my ability, and, uh, I really don't care about your opinion, unless you are a person of color wanting to talk about, uh, how fantasy races are depicted in media, but other than that, I don't care about your opinion about these, I'm just, like, sharing a fun cat fact. Um, anyway, so, today... We're going to talk about probably my favorite, uh, of the cat fictional races. We're going to talk about Khajiit from the Elder Scrolls series. Uh, so the Elder Scrolls, right. yeah, the Elder Scrolls series, uh, most folks know from Skyrim or, and, uh, I've actually played Skyrim and Oblivion. Um, I've not played the older games or the online games. Uh, please Todd Howard, just release another standalone so I can use escapism to marry an orc wife, um, Stop re-releasing Skyrim. Please, God, just- Please make orc wives. Just release- Just all orc wives. Just release another game in the series. Stop re-releasing Skyrim. Please, Todd Howard. Please. But- Todd. (laughs) uh, Moving back to Kaji. So, Kaji are- um, most commonly represented in Oblivion and Skyrim, the main game. So they are cat folk. Um, they're bipedal humanoids with like the triangle shaped ears and a tail. Uh, they can have patterned fur and it ranges from like dusty browns and oranges and reds to like a patterned white. Um, yeah. and in the lore and in previous games in the <laughs> online games, there is uh, is actually, uh, breeds or fur stocks of Khajiit. Um, so there are 17 different breeds uh, that are confirmed. Uh, but apparently there could be Ooh. up to 20, um, which I think is hilarious that they like put that in the lore that, oh, there could be more. We just haven't found them yet. It's like <laughs> secret mountain cats. <laughs> but um, for the breed of Kajit is actually determined by what sort of moon they are born under. So if the moon is and there's two moons in uh this universe so actually the two moons influence okay. it but we're just gonna focus on the big moons influence right now um so if you're born under a waxing moon you will be a large bipedal um these are the most common seen in Skyrim oblivion uh, they are the Cathay breed um and each one of these uh like four versions have like four other versions <laughs> within them based on like the second moon i'm not going into that i'm just gonna focus on the main okay. four okay um they uh are uh, they're large and bipedal. They're s- as most similar to the humanoid race and the mer race, which is the elven race. Um, and if you're born under a full moon, you are a large... Well, the large quadrupeds. Um, these are similar to panthers and lions. Um, they are used for battle and they uh, consensually are ridden. Um, it, it, apparently, mm-hmm. there's not like... A clear understanding if they're like cool with it or not but like it does happen um
1: i would love to just have like if my cat could just ride on my back all day like i'd allow that
0: right so and then there's so. uh if you're born under a new moon you're a small bipedal um these are the ohms they look like the elven ra- uh, uh, race bosmer um so they have pointed ears they have no fur no no tail and no pointed cat ears they just have like pointed uh like elven ears um and they actually tend to paint their face to appear more warrior like and be like i'm 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 a khajiit i'm not an elf god
1: they're a naked yeah they're they're naked naked cats
0: but they are khajiit um if you're born under a waning waning moon, you are a small quadruped. These are alphiques. Um They're most similar to a house cat, and to not be mistaken for a house cat because they can talk and they're they they can they're, they're literally cats. They they will wear clothes, dye their fur, um, and Love they're mo- like they have been known to be uh, very good at magic. And even though Khajiit aren't known for like being a very mage focused uh, race in the games, um, they uh, do have the alfic who are like a, a, apparently very good mages and also very good spies which I think is so clever um That's good. so don't worry Maureen I did look it up <laughs> I looked up what moons we were born under uh, of course I'm using our moons oh. in our world so it's a little different okay um I couldn't get very specific but uh, I was born under a waning gibbous so I am a small Alfique. <laughs> I am the the tiny'm oh, right. the tiny quadruped uh maureen you are born in, uh, born on a waxing crescent so you are a cafe you are the most uh you are a, a cat person you are a khajiit uh, like the ca- excellent um, and don't worry i am drawing it so no one beat me to it i'm drawing it
1: okay um, <laughs> thank you thank you thank you thank uh, so
0: you. now let's talk about khajiit the race um because uh, no matter which way you cut it up it's, it's pretty racist um so they're born uh, in the in the <laughs> Uh, the lore of Elder Scrolls, they are from elsewhere, which is a, um, a desert country, not all desert, but mainly desert. And they speak mm-hmm. um, in third person, which is kind of just something they do. They like they say their name and they have a mm-hmm. Middle Eastern Southeast Asian accent. Um, it's very... Uh orientalist which is not a word I like to use because it's outdated but like that's kind of how you look at their culture in and unless you're talking about the species of right crap. and they're in in like which they're in not. the um games they're like known for being good thieves and for being drug dealers because they have a tradition oh come on yeah like it gets worse um and they have like a traditional um uh it, it's pretty racist like pretty much but it in And they are, and they're treated racistly (laughs) in the games, like, and, but if you look into the lore, and it's just kind of crappy, because, like, the men and the myrrh, which are the elves and the men, like, they're, like, oh, they're the main race, but, um, in reality, the Khajiit were in Tamriel, which is the main continent in all the games. Um, you have it in in all of Nern, which is the world in, uh, the Elder Scrolls. Uh, Tamriel the Khajiit were actually there before Men or Mer, um, and along oh. with the Argonians, which are the lizard folks. And funnily enough, uh, so Argonians and Khajiit are known as beast races, like the beast folk, uh, because they're seen as lesser. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were there before any of them, like the humanoid races were, and um, and also for some reason, Argonians and Kajits don't get along. Um, I think it's kind of, like, you know, in our world, white supremacy makes folks who are not white, like, it competes them against each other, so it's kind of reflected in the fiction. It's mm-hmm. kind of crappy, um, because I think it'd be more fun to escape of fantasy if other races were shown as, you know, not like that, um, but then again. Yeah,
1: like, just let me be a cat person. Right, and,
0: and be happy also kajits are not known for, like, interspecies, like, relationships as much as, like... You can't date a lot of Argonians or Khajiit in the games. Yeah, lame. it's super lame. Um and uh but, you know, they're actually really cool. They're very agile and intelligent. Like they're known for being like whip smarts. Uh they have like their I, I don't have time to go into it, but they have like their whole own religion and lore um and their own society um that has like this really cool like setup of like the tribe queens and it's how mm. I, it, and there's like this other like secret uh moon you can be born under and that will make you a main khajiit which is basically like the living it's cool and i it's and yeah. there, i will have to say uh the Khajiit are tend to be the funniest characters you meet. Like they are the, the coolest characters and the, the funnest characters. Like uh, there's actually yes. a character who uh, Mike the liar, and he has been alive throughout both oblivion and Skyrim. And every time you talk to him, he like kind of is like, this is, di- this is different than oblivion. And you're like, wait, were you, <laughs> it's been hundreds of years. What do you mean? How are you still alive? And he's like, goodbye. <laughs> It's just, and he just, Beautiful. yeah, so I really love Khajiit because they're a super cool um, race and there's a lot of really cool lore. They are treated very poorly in their canon, um, but hopefully someday uh, it can actually be treated with respect Maybe We can actually go to elsewhere in the games and it won't be crappy.
1: Anyway, so that was our- I, We can only hope. Hey, Todd.
0: Hey, hey Todd. <laughs> Hey, Todd. Hey, Todd, please. So that was uh, today's cat fact. Uh, Yeah, I love Khajiit. Anyway. We are helping uh, old ladies with their their tics.
1: Well, actually. we finished that? Good. We have finished that. Um, And now we are introducing a new... uh... We're introducing a new aspect of these books that is changing point of view
0: whoa, whoa 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 what kind of series
1: do we think this is what are we a young adult yes. novella all of a sudden so from now on throughout the rest of time besides novellas and super editions through all the main series we're gonna have shifting perspectives I guess. I'll allow it. Bizarre. I'll allow it. So, and um, the new prophecy is kind of cool because there's kind of like, us- I think it's usually like two different ones per book. So we're not just going to stick with Brambleclaw and the next one that we're uh, going to visit. But going forward after this, I will like specifically tell you when we have a point of view change so that things don't get confusing. Hey. Okay. So, Squirrelpaw is upset, Leafpaw remarks, as her sister left the medicine den. Cinderpelt says she deserves to be, and Leafpaw (gasps) knows this.
0: (laughs) Wait, okay, so whose perspective are we in? We are,
1: we have entered Leafpaw's perspective. Okay, I didn't, I I didn't expect that. Squirrelpaw's gentle sister. I didn't expect to go into Leafpaw, I thought we
0: were gonna- Be... Squirrelpaw? Nope.
1: Okay. I'll take it. So Leafpaw had listened to her sister rage about how unfair the punishment was, and Squirrelpaw's anger churned in Leafpaw's belly. She can feel it as if the camp was water and her sister was sending cold ripples of frustration to her. Since they had been kits, they always knew what each other was feeling.
0: Oh, we're doing like
1: leaf the paw? weird twin connection thing with these two. Oh yeah, sister connection. I was I was
0: thinking it was gonna be like, uh, like a a medicine cat sort of thing, but you're saying that, uh, squirrel paw can do this also. Yes. Okay. All right. That that helps me understand because I was thinking that that uh leaf paw could like. She had like some weird connection because she's, you know. No. That's yeah, interesting. No. So
1: Leaf Paw remembers.
0: I like it whenever we have a, a magical skill that isn't just talking to dead people. Cause I yeah. I like that there is because it seems like there should be an opportunity for more of that. Oh, <laughs> He went from, like, resting to, uh, like, the Grinch smile, and she lifted her eyebrows in quick succession, and it
1: killed me. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, Leafpaw remembers her fur tingling with excitement when Squirrelpaw was made an apprentice, and how Squirrelpaw couldn't sleep the night that Leafpaw had been apprenticed at the Moonstone as a medicine cat. So it goes both yeah, ways. Yeah, okay.
0: I, I, real, I realize I could have just been patient and, like, listened.
1: Well, that's pretty much always, but it's okay. <laughs> I still love I needed you. clarity okay. right away. Well, once Leafpaw had felt excruciating pain in her paw and had limped around camp all day until Squirrelpaw had returned from hunting with a thorn deep in her path. So,
0: anyone could have gone so, if, yeah. like, when everyone was like, I'm guessing they didn't tell their parents about this weird ability, because uh, that that means, like, Firestar would have just gone straight to, like, Leafpaw and be like, is your sister dead? And she'd be like, nah, she's just, like, being yelled at. <laughs> she's just being a pain, as she always Oh, she's been. a little freaked out. Delightful she's a little pain. freaked out. A badger has chased her up a tree. And he's like, she's
1: of all Clan, Okay. <sighs> Leaf tries to shake off her sister's emotions and focus on the Yarrow leaf she's sorting and I just of got
0: her. hit by a smooth criminal of a thought. Um, yeah. I know it probably is many books away, but when one of them dies, it's gonna be. Why would you say that? Well, you're talking about this psychic connection between the two of them and that they can feel each other's pain, so if one of them passes, or if one of them becomes, like, a leader, which I guess it would have to be Squirrelpaw. If Squirrelpaw becomes a leader and dies multiple times, that's going to devastate Leafpaw. Because, yeah, that'd suck. So, or vice versa. It's going to be very interesting. I'm sorry, it's, I I have to ask these questions because I don't know anything. (laughs) So I'm, I I, I gotta
1: think. Well, Cinderpelt tells her to cheer up and press... ...presses her muzzle into Leafpaw's (laughs) side. Such a good mentor. She asks if Leafpaw would like to come to the gathering tonight. Would I? May I? Well, she asks, and then she hesitated. Squirrelpaw won't be allowed to come, will she? (sighs) After today, certainly not, Cinderpelt says. (laughs) She tells Leafpaw that her and her sister aren't kids anymore. And they chose very different paths. They'll always be friends, but they can't do everything together. Leafpaw knows she's right, and she tries to calm her feelings of excitement so that Squirrelpaw wouldn't feel worse about being left out. But she really wishes they could go together. Worse? Wait, have they not been to one yet? Oh, they Mm -hmm. they have. This isn't their first, so. It's 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 still, it's- It's it's, it's exciting every time. So, Firepaw leads his clan towards four trees. Leafpaw was next to Cinderpelt, shivering with anticipation. When she and Squirrelpaw went to the gathering for the first time, they had been overwhelmed by the strangers and stayed close to their mentors. So, this time, Leafpaw is looking forward to meeting warriors and apprentices from other clans. So, this is her second okay. gathering. So, it's I guess. still
0: very, very new and exciting. Yeah. She's ready for the drama.
1: And Squirrelpaw actually didn't seem to mind being left behind. She was looking forward to a good night's sleep after caring for the elders all day. So Squirrelpaw was like, "Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna sleep, You know, sleep, know how girl. draining it is to deal with them? Well, Firestar gives the signal, and the clan plunges into the hollow. Cinderpaw goes to speak with Little Cloud, the Shadowclan medicine oh! cat. Oh! Uh, what a cute name! Remember she. She inspired Little Cloud to become a medicine cat after she saved his life. Whoa! I know. I love them. They're so pure. So good. Oh, I'm so glad. But Little Cloud. Leafpaw sees Graystripe talking to Mistyfoot and other RiverClan warriors that she didn't recognize. Mistyfoot beckons her over and greets her. It's Leafpaw, isn't it? Cinderpelt's apprentice? Leafpaw says, that's right. How are you? She's so oh my cloudy. God. She's so the sweet and Respectful. So
0: I'm sure every single elder and warrior cat, like, just dotes on her. Oh, she's so precious.
1: Mistyfoot says that they are well and thriving. And she asks Leafpaw if she has met Stormfur and Feathertail. My kits, Graystripe adds proudly. Leafpaw touches noses with the young Riverclane warriors. Feathertail said she knows Cinderpelt well. She looked after her once when she was ill. You must be proud to be her apprentice. Leafpaw nods, but Cinderpelt knows so much. She wonders sometimes if she'll ever learn it all. There's
0: so much backstory. So
1: sweet. Graystripe meows quietly to Mistyfoot. She says the clan is thriving, but she looks worried. Is there a problem? Mistyfoot hesitates for a heartbeat, then shrugs. She says it's probably nothing. But... Well, they'll hear about it when the gathering starts. Oh, time for a meeting. Time for a meeting. So Tallstar and Leopardstar are already on the Great Rock. Firestar joins them, and then Blackstar. Leopardstar calls for the meeting to begin, and Feathertail settles down beside Leafpaw with a friendly glance. Tallstar welcomes all the cats gathered, and Firestar steps forward to speak first do i who so he reports black star i remember black star is now black star yeah kind of a punk he just had a novella that came out that i'm in the middle of and it's very good actually i like it a lot it's about him getting his nine lives as a leader because he did some bad things he did some war crimes yep i mean quite a few of these cats are war criminals Alright, so Firestar reports on the badger near Snake Rocks and announces their new warrior, Sorreltail. Yeah, yeah. The clans murmur appreciatively, because Sorreltail is popular and well-known among the clans, since she's come to more gatherings than the average apprentice. (laughs) Since she's been an apprentice for a while. And we love her. Love her. Everybody loves her. Blackstar stepped forward. Hey guys, still not evil, promise. Well- Shadow Clan has been more trusted than it has been in a very long time. We're not invading, we're so. not stealing kids, we're not forcing
0: our kids to do war. Uh we're not making giant yep. blood <laughs> like piles and not com- giant piles yeah, of blood. Yeah, we're we're not making rivers of blood. Um we uh aren't merging with city cats. Um we're not um uh, casting out our our medicine cat and flaming murder on her um, or not it could go on and on
1: <laughs> no no all black star says is that his clan is strong despite some of the marshes drying up oh. they have plenty of water to drink i forget they live kind of in so. mud mudville yeah they're in a marsh so um he's done talking Tallstar beckons for Leopardstar to speak next, but she draws back. So Tallstar speaks instead. I'm also an old lady. He comments on the heat.
0: She's huh? like, I'm also pretty old now. I have no news. I'm also not. No, Leopardstar just
1: has news. Oh, she's like waiting but to last? Yeah, but Tallstar has something to okay. say first. Um, He comments on the heat and that there hasn't been any rain in days. All the streams in Wynn territory have been scorched away. They have no water. Russetfur, the ShadowClan deputy, comments that the river borders their territory. Tallstar's like, yes. But it's literally a sheer gorge the whole <laughs> length of their border. It's a sheer cliff. His warriors have tried to get to the river from there, and one whisker even fell, but thankfully wasn't hurt. Oh, thank god. The kids and elders... Would never manage the climb and they're suffering. And he fears that some of the younger kids could die. Oh, okay. One cat suggests that they chew on grass for moisture. But Tallstar shakes his head. The grass is parched. There's no water anywhere.
0: Good suggestion. Thank you. Like Tulstar's like, thank you though so much for the suggestion. Like I very much appreciate it. It was very constructive. I always love when we can have constructive
1: conversations like that. He turns to Leopard Star. In the name of Star Clan, he must ask that she lets him come on River Clan territory to drink. Leopardstar comes up beside him and points out that the river is low, but Tallstar says there's more than they need. Desperation creeps into his tone. Leopardstar nods. That's true. Let Wind Clan drink a little water. Let Wind Clan have a little pathway, and
0: they can drink a little water. Come on.
1: Well, she asks their warriors what they think, and signals singles out her deputy Mistyfoot. Before Mistyfoot can speak, one of her clanmates calls out that they can't trust them. If they l- let Wind Clan in to drink, they'll take their prey as well. Okay. Leafclaw uh, looks at the speaker. We didn't ask for your opinion. <laughs> Feathertail murmurs in her ear that that's Blackclaw. He's loyal, but she doesn't finish not willing to say anything bad I about mean. her clan mate met black claw we have black claw is actually um misty foot's the father of misty foot's children oh. and you know what? he's kind of a tool oh, he's right. kind of a tool
0: he's the we're, so he's the reason why like we we've discussed that she was like i'm just here to procreate this is not anything real
1: yeah I really like your jawline and I want your back that legs in my kids. for swimming.
0: But nothing about your personality, so
1: Yeah. Well, wow, that's even more disrespectful. That he interrupted his wife. Yeah. Well Mistyfoot turns to him. She says he's forgotten when River Clan has needed help from other clans. And she tells Leopard Star they should allow it. They have water to spare. Leopardstar tells Tallstar that his clan may drink from the river just below the 2 leg bridge. They will come no further, and they will not take prey. Tallstar dips his head to her and says RiverClan has their thanks, from the oldest elder to the youngest kit. You have saved our clan. And
0: Firestar's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh,
1: Unless we forget, I saved your clan. (laughs) Leopard Star says that the drought won't last forever, and they'll have water again soon. They'll discuss it at the next gathering. Alright. Are you ready? Leopard Star's like, here's my star. Steps forward. Most of it, most of what she says is unremarkable, but Leafpaw is waiting to hear what was troubling Mistyfoot. Leopardstar then says, many of them know their apprentices, Hawkpaw and Mothpaw. They are warriors now. Frost, and Mothwing. Oh, Mothwing! Just wait. Oh. Leafpaw hears the traditional welcoming murmurs, but is surprised to hear growls coming from RiverClan warriors. Okay. Leopardstar stares down and asks angrily if she hears protests. Oh. <laughs> She's such a, like, a a decisive mom. And she's going to tell them everything to stop rumors flying around once and for all. Ready for the hot goss? Yes! Whoa, and the leader's letting us in on it? Come on! Six moons ago, a rogue cat named Sasha came to RiverClan with her two surviving kids. She needed help, so RiverClan welcomed her. Sasha would have been welcomed as a warrior, but decided it wasn't the life for her. She left River Clan, but her kits chose to stay. So that's the story. Oh, well, cats. Everyone like looks at Firestar, and they're like, "Okay, that's worked out before." Well, cats below protest. One says, "Rogue cats taken into a clan? Has River Clan gone mad?" <laughs> Firestar's like, "I'm sh- right here." <laughs> Graystripe shoots Mistyfoot a questioning glance, and she murmurs defensively that they're good warriors. Leopardstar stares coldly at the cats below. She says they are strong young cats who have learned their warrior skills well, and they have sworn to defend their clan at the cost of their lives, just as all of them have sworn. She turns to Blackstar. We're not some of ShadowClan's warriors, (laughs) rogues? Like, half of ShadowClan- was it wait, was isn't there wasn't their leader a rogue? I mean, they were all clan yeah. born, but no, some of them actually Blackstar's deputy was a rogue. Yeah, that's I was first. like
0: someone some like some at in in leadership was. Yeah. Boulder was a rogue and Russitfur. So Guys, have we not learned against our frid- like Firestar's right there. Our Well Boulder's
1: right there. <laughs> Then she turns to Firestar, and if a kitty pet can become leader, <laughs> why should rogues not be welcome as well? <laughs> and, and Firestar just like shrugs, like, yeah, yeah, good point. I don't. Well, Firestar tells her true and says he'll be glad to see these cats fulfill their promise. It would be hypocritical if, if he clan. said anything else. I say with a knife in my hand. Leopardstar nods, and she looked appeased with his response. Graystripe asks Mistyfoot if that's what's bothering her. He says it's no big deal if they've settled in well. Mistyfoot sighs. She knows. And she's the last cat to criticize any warrior being born outside the clan, obviously. (coughs) And Feathertail leans over and asks Leafpaw if she knows that Mistyfoot's mother was her old leader. (laughs) And Leafpaw nods. Yeah, she knows.
0: (laughs) Literally everyone knows. Like uh, Firestar was like, guys, we're not doing secrets anymore. Here's all of them. (laughs)
1: Mistyfoot continues, but Leopardstar hasn't told them everything. Oh, there's There's more? more? (laughs) She stops as Leopardstar begins to speak again. And Leopardstar says Mothwing has chosen a special place in their clan. Mudfur is growing old, their medicine cat. And actually Leopardfoot's dad. Leopardstar's dad. He's growing old, and it's time for him to take an apprentice. Her voice is drowned out by yowls in protest. Oh, shut up, everybody! This is so cool! Mothwing? The other leaders draw together in an anxious circle to talk. Tallstar doesn't want to speak up after Leopardstar so graciously gave him... Valid. That's valid. (laughs) And what could Firestar, former pet, say about anything?
0: He's <laughs> like, I literally can't think about this.
1: So Blackstar speaks up. Oh, no, shut up, Blackstar. He says he'll admit a rogue can learn enough of their code to be a warrior. And let me remind you, his deputy. Right, his deputy. But a medicine cat, he asked, would StarClan accept her? that's what's bothering me, Mistyfoot mutters to Graystripe. <laughs> She's like, I knew this would, uh, not go She's over like, this while. is what was, uh, the issue. And Leafpaw remembers her own conviction when she was just a kid that it was right for her to comfort and heal her clanmates, to, in- to interpret the signs of StarClan. I want- She wonders- I
0: want- hmm? I want Leaf- Leafpaw and Mothwing- be girlfriends
1: uh what do you think i gave you for your birthday <laughs>
0: is this them yeah is this is my
1: favorite girls yeah dreams do come true <laughs> okay keep going right.
0: keep going
1: so she wonders if mothwing felt the same Could she? If she wasn't clan-born? Voices echo throughout the clearing, and Mudfur stands and waits for quiet. He says Mothwing is a talented young cat, but because she was born a rogue, he is waiting for a sign from StarClan that she is the right medicine cat for him. And Yellowfang
0: herself comes down as like, I was kind of a rogue, and punches
1: them. Well, Leafpaw actually does uh, mention that while Yellowfang wasn't part of Thunderclan, she was Clan-born. So Leafpaw does have that thought. Oh, well, true. But once he receives that sign, he'll take her to the Mothermouth to be presented to Starclan, and he tells the cats that if he acts without the blessing to star of Starclan, they can complain, but not until then. <laughs> He's
0: like, my name. Is Mud and you can't tell me nothing. Oh my god, I love well, I, I love parts. Mud. I know there's more to his name, but Mud is just such mud fur.
1: I am Mud. <laughs> the crowd parts and Leafpaw can see the young cat beside mud fur. She's really pretty. She's startlingly beautiful. <laughs> this is exactly Leafpaw's <gasps> thoughts. God, yes, gaze
0: win. Gaze win. Gaze win. Go girls. Go, go, go.
1: Actually, I would just like to say it. Leafpaw is her father's daughter and is the ultimate disaster by. <laughs> Leafpaw is the ultimate disaster by, just like her dad. Really? Oh, oh yes. I'm, All right. I'm let's hear about Mothwing. Though. Yes. We're here about Tell Mothwing. Us. Her eyes glowed amber from her triangular face, and her fur was long and golden with tabby stripes. Leafpaw whispers to Feathertail and asks if that's Mothwing. Feathertail says yes and gives her a lick on the ear. Feathertail says she'll bring her to meet Mothwing once the meeting is done if she'd like. And Leafpaw nods eagerly. She's sure Mudford would receive the sign that Mothwing would be accepted. She's so hot, how could he not? (laughs) (laughs) She's so hot. Well, and Leafpaw is actually the only medicine cat apprentice in the forest right now. And she would like to make friends with another one. You know, share their training and stuff. Right. Because, yeah, right now she's with a bunch of old people. The protests die down, and Tallstar brings the meeting to a close. And then, for some reason, we have a point of view change without, like, a page break or anything. <laughs> so, Woo! we're back to Brambleclaw. All right, Brambleclaw is looking for Tawny Pelt. But she doesn't seem to be here, and he sees Firestar in front of a young Tabby Tom. Firestar says, congratulations, Hawkfrost. He's sure he'll make a fine warrior. Hawkfrost thanks him and says he'll do his best to serve his clan. Firestar says he's sure he will, and to not worry about the fuss, it'll be forgotten next moon. Hawkfrost raises his head, and Brambleclaw suppresses a shiver as he sees his ice blue eyes. Oh, he's a he's a and he's an anime boy. He mutters that he wouldn't like to meet him in battle. Meet too. It's Tawny Pelt. He says he's been looking everywhere for her. And to answer her question, Hawkfrost—he looks dangerous. Oh. Tawny Pelt shrugs. Brambleclaw's also dangerous. She's dangerous. They're all dangerous. <laughs> That's what warriors are for. It's <laughs> like, we are literally all trained to battle. <laughs> like, <sighs> They make small talk, but Tawny Pelt looks uncertain. She wants to ask him about something. The other night, she had this weird dream. What? Brambleclaw exclaims, but urges her on. She tells him that she saw a cat she didn't recognize, but she thinks it was Nightstar, the cat that was ShadowClan's leader before their father. She guesses... If Star Clan is sending a cat, it wouldn't be Tiger Star. Oh! Blah blah. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, that's one thing I forgot. I was thinking about that later on after we recorded that episode. I was like, I, I realized that Tiger Star was conspicuously absent from uh, Cat Heaven. And I was like, you know, we never really discuss what happens to, like, the really bad guys. Like, apparently, like, folks who've, like, sort of done, like, kind of bad stuff, like, uh, who was the cat who was the leader before um Pinestar? Uh, pine star like pine star got back into kitty heaven even though he literally like technically he like okay was ex... no i know but like le- technically he didn't murder a child or anything no 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 okay i'm sorry my catholic upbringing yeah, is no, kind no, of, no But I he like it. technically excommunicated him, himself from like warrior yeah. life like that yeah. that seems like pr- yeah. that's pretty bad like it's not murder But like, but yeah, like if anything, he would be in Star Clan limbo, but they're like, no, no, he's good. He can come and have it. And like other cats have done kind of murders and they've been let up. Uh, Blackstar? Yeah. Blackstar's up there. Definitely didn't. He's a leader. Um, But I just, I I like the thought that Tigerstar is in a weird, scary cat hell place.
1: Well, Nightstar told Tawny Powell that there was trouble coming, and that she had been chosen to meet with three other cats and listen to what Midnight told them. <laughs> he's like Tawny Puss asks, "What's the matter? Why is he looking at her like that?" It's <laughs> like, wait, wait, and wait! He has, like, I had the same dream, but it was Blue Star. Uh, my dream was real. Crap. Oh no! She asked him if he's told any other cat, and Brambleclaw shook his head. Why would they send dreams to him? And Tawny Pelt agreed, and she had expected it, it to be three other Shadow Clan cats, but no one else had been talking about it. Brambleclaw says he thought they'd be from Thunder Clan. They were wrong. The cats around him look untroubled, not laden down with any weird dream thoughts. <laughs> Tawny Pelt asks, What should they do now? Brambleclaw says they should. Try to find out who the other two cats are. Tony Pelt asks, "What's he gonna do? Walk into Wind Clan or River Clan and ask every cat if they had a weird dream?" I like, well, like, I don't know.
0: Do you have a better idea? I love that they're just like, even though they're separated, they're still like siblings, siblings, siblings.
1: Yeah. Well, Brambleclaw's like, "Well, what would you suggest?" Well, Tony Pelt says they should meet them at Four Trees at the new moon. You know, the thing—that's what their dream told them to do. Even though their dream didn't necessarily say four trees, she's like, this is probably the place where we should be. Unless he has a better idea. Brambleclaw just hopes the other cats do the same. Firestar calls for him. It's time to go. He leaves Tawny Pelt after repeating the plan. And he goes to Firestar, hoping the shock and fear didn't show on his face. He had tried to forget about the dream, but Tawny Pelt had the same one. Now he has to take it seriously. <laughs> Trouble is coming. Oh, Star Clan, he thinks. I hope you know what you're doing. <laughs> They're like, We do too, man. <sighs> oh, and that's where we'll stop. So yeah, we met um Mothwing, hot medicine cat, in training. We met Hawkfrost, who I didn't get as jazzed about the name. Hawkfrost the brother. Not even
0: as cool as Mothwing. Um, yeah, Hawkfrost is, it, is cool. cool. Um so he's got his icy blue eyes. Yeah. Uh, so we, we got caught with Bramble's, okay, good. He, he actually figured it out pretty quick that he had to take it seriously when his sister yes. came up to him and was well, like,
1: I mean, Tawny Pulp Yeah, pointed it out, which, yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um,
0: and we got to be in,
1: uh, Leifpelt's brain for a bit and she's already having bi panic. Yeah, in this book we're just going to be switching between her and Brambleclaw I believe oh, so okay. those are the two we're sticking with for this book
0: anyway folks if you want to keep in t- contact with us a great way to do that is to follow us on twitter we're at wcwitcast um on twitter.com if you want to contact us a different way you can do so uh by email our email is wcwitcast at gmail.com um and if you wanna help out the podcast and help us celebrate our hundredth episode, uh who <laughs> you should share this with a friend, um be like, hey, do you like Skyrim? Maybe you'll like the cat act. <laughs> um But if you just wanna leave a rating or review or whatever you wanna do, just listening is amazing. Yeah. We appreciate every single one of you. Thanks for sticking with us to a hundred.
1: Thank you, thank you! And uh, stay tuned for our bonus episode coming up next on your feed. Yep, yep. Because I'm Ember Hart. And I'm Tangleton. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that?